to you tonight. Uh, man, how good's Isaac though, eh? So we said it's got him to preach. I remember back in Voltage uh, when he was like 11 or something and the service would get a bit boring on a Sunday morning. We would just get him to read the scriptures out. And it, was just, it was just powerful, eh? It was good times. Hey, uh, tonight I wanna, I wanna talk about uh, being planted in God's house. Uh, being planted in God's house and, and what that looks like. And so I've titled my message, Don't Forget Your Roots. Don't Forget Your Roots. I don't know if 660's got like uh, you know, rights on that, but you know, who cares? Um, you, know, you know, I really believe that when we, when we plant ourselves in God's house, that we flourish like we, we can't anywhere else, and that we discover our giftings, we discover our purpose, and we begin to make a difference. Uh, and you know, I know that's been my story. I, I, I believe in the church. I believe in, in, in the, the, what the church is doing. I believe that, that the church is God's design. I believe that the church is, is the most powerful force on the earth for good. I believe that we carry a message of hope that can change the world, that, that is the hope of the world. Uh, and uh, I know because that's my story. I know because the church changed my life. I know because the church, through Jesus, changed my life. And, and I'm here today because of it. Uh, and I wanna share about that tonight. Is that cool? You know, we can sometimes look at the people that are here on the stage and think, man, we, we're, we're something special or, you know, like we're, we're more important. But the reality is, is that, that all of us are just messed up, broken people, but we found Jesus. And Jesus has changed us and transformed our lives and now he's using us to make a difference simply because we've chosen to make ourselves available. <laughs> Not because we're any more important, but because we're available, because we've chosen to plan ourselves here. You know what I love? that the Bible describes uh, the disciples, the, the people that are m- most close to Jesus, that follow Jesus, uh, as unschooled and ordinary. <laughs> like, how good's that? Because that's me, you know? Uh, and uh, it gives me hope that if God could use them, that, that God could use me too. You know, I feel like uh, genetically, I wasn't given the best shot. <laughs> like, thanks. That was how, how good. It was kind of like I might have slept in, you know, everyone else got the best pick and they was like, you know, what's left over? They're like, you know, we've got ginger, bald, pale skin. It's like, yeah, just give me all of them. <laughs> like, you know, like, why not? Let's go. You know, like for me to look cool, you know, I have to wear cool sneakers and get dressed up. I'm not like Jordan Young who's like conference, like promo material, you know what I mean? Like they wouldn't put me in a conference promo. Like <laughs> nobody's coming to that conference. Like, <laughs> I'm not really like the most, oh. See, I do, I do awkward things. I'm not really the, the most like athletically gifted. I remember in primary school, I decided to play cricket and I went out and got all the gear, you know what I mean? Because I got to give myself some sort of advantage. And I remember after the first cricket practice, like I sucked so bad. Uh, I said that I wanted to go to the toilet and excused myself and I sat up at the top of the hill under the tree crying because I sucked. It's, I thought it was funny, like maybe not. Uh, but the thing is, is like, is like, like I'm, I'm really ordinary, you know, like I'm nothing special, but God chose to use me. And uh, you know, the fact that God says the disciples were unschooled and ordinary gives me hope. Why? Because if I simply make myself available, if I simply seek God and put him first, if I simply plant myself in this house, then, then maybe, just maybe, and God has used me and developed me and revealed to me giftings that I never knew I had. And I began to flourish in who I am because I planted myself here in God's house. And I think if that's my story, then that can be your story too. Come on, who's with me tonight? You know, I really believe that when we plant ourselves in God's house, we begin to discover our giftings. You know, all of us are gifted to do certain things. Some of us may have one or two giftings. Some of us, like Chris, can do just everything. 
And it's like a struggle to find something that he isn't gifted at. It's like my, my mission in life, to find things that he can't do. I'm failing. Uh, you know, but I wanna share a scripture tonight that I believe so encapsulates this and, and so encapsulates my story. And I just pray that it resonates with you as well. And I wanna sort of look at the verse and, and unpack it a little bit. It's from Psalm uh, chapter 92, verses 12 to 15. It says, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree that will grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord, that will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age and they will stay fresh and green. Like how good is that for a verse? Like I think that's just an amazing picture and, uh, and there's so much depth in the, in the imagery that, that the Bible is using it to describe us. Like it's talking, that's talking about us. That if we were to plant ourselves in God's house, that we would begin to flourish. And uh, I looked up what the word flourish means, and it means to grow well or luxuriantly. It means to thrive. It means to do or fare well. It means to prosper. And my personal favorite is uh, it's to be in a period of highest productivity, excellence, or influence. Like, come on, how many people want that in their life? And I love when, when I looked into the true trees that the Bible uses to describe us as people, it uses the palm tree and the cedar. Uh, and both trees happen to be evergreen, meaning they don't lose their leaves. Like that through all the seasons, they, they stay fresh and green. Uh, both trees are tall in stature, growing as tall as 40 meters high. Uh, most commonly, the Bible uh, refers to the date palm, uh, with dates being a staple uh, of the diet of the time. Uh, cedar wood was widely used for building ships, houses, palaces, temples, including the temple in Jerusalem, uh, and Solomon's palace too. Cedar is a fragrant wood, and they would often use it to be a focal point in landscapes. Don't you think that just so fittingly describes us as people of God? Don't you think it says that who we should be, tall in stature and of influence, we should be fragrant, you know, bringing uh, life to the people and the communities and, and the places that we find ourselves in, uh, tall in influence, on display for God's glory? I think that's who God's called us to be. And the key to this, though, is found right there in the middle. It says that, uh, that we flourish when we're planted in God's house. We flourish when we're planted in God's house. You see, flourishing is a byproduct of being planted in God's house. The fruitfulness comes from being planted. When we remain planted and, and sowing into what God is doing here, that's when we're fruitful. And so tonight I wanna to focus on what, what it means. Like, what does it look like and what does it mean uh, to be planted in God's house? Is that cool? Yeah. The first thing that I believe uh, being planted means is getting connected. Yeah. Being planted means getting connected. Uh, Jesus said in John 15, five, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus gives us a picture here of a vine and the branches. We, we only bear fruit, why? Because we're connected to the vine. We're simply just the branches. We, we're outstretched from the main source, which is Jesus himself, and we bear fruit, why? Because we're connected to him. You see, our fruitfulness comes as a result of being connected. When we remain in connection with him is when we bear fruit. And when we begin to bear fruit, the Bible says that he prunes us, why? So that we can be even more fruitful. He cuts off some things that are, that are hard, maybe that are, that, are, uh, that are not supposed to be there so that he can make room for us to be more fruitful. We need to remain in connection, not only connected with Jesus, but connected with his church. Yeah. I mean, uh, like so, so, sometimes people, they, they, want, uh, they want Jesus, but they don't want his church, yeah. right? Or, 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 they, or, they don't, or 
or they want connection and community, but they don't want Jesus. They want the benefit that comes with being in a community, with being connected and, and all that that brings, but they don't want to allow Jesus to speak into their life. They don't want Jesus to bring conviction. They don't want Jesus to tell them how they shouldn't they shouldn't live. And there's some parts of the Bible they like and then some parts of the Bible they don't like. Or, or maybe they want Jesus, but they don't like his people. <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, Jesus is great, you know, but like, Steve, mm, not sure. You know, they, they, they want to follow Jesus, but they don't want to be connected in community. Oh, you know, like I'm not into that whole, you know, uh, like religion where they gather together and, you know, maybe they got hurt or maybe they got offended. And so they reject the church. You know what the thing is, is that the Bible describes us as the body and, and Jesus as the head. You can't have the head without the body. We need both. You can't say you love Jesus, but say that you hate the people that he died for. And you can't say that you wanna be part of a community but yet reject Jesus who we're gathering in the name of. You can't have one without the other. We, we need both. We need, we need to stay connected. We need to remain connected both to Jesus and, and connected to his body, his church, his people. You, you can't have one without the other. You need to have both. You know, loving Jesus and loving his people go hand in hand. We, we can't separate the two. And man, I've been leading small groups, which I'm stoked to hand over to Anna on Monday, Tuesday, which is cool. Anna's our new small group pastor, if you didn't know, which is really exciting. Uh, and, uh, but small groups is such a great ministry and it's such an important part of the church. It's like, it's where we gather together. And I just love so much hearing the stories of people finding freedom in small groups, like getting connected in community. Just on Friday, I, I was um, hanging out with Haiwan and his small group and and one of the coolest stories that really impacted me was a story of a couple who um, they, they went and lived in Korea for a while and the husband didn't speak Korean. He's, he's a Kiwi. Uh, and one of the things he said is that, that he went to, he, he got connected in community in the Korean church and he couldn't understand a word of what was being preached. But he recognized the importance of being part of a community yeah. and talked about how he grew in faith even though he could not understand what was being preached. Because gathering around with a bunch of people that, are, that are have the same heart, that have the same passion, that are following Jesus together, that, that like gets us, gets us excited about God. It's like, it's like that illustration of taking a coal out of the fire. When coal was by itself, it quickly cools down. But when we're connected with other believers is where, is where we stay hot, where we stay on fire, where we stay passionate. Man, there's story after story that I hear of people finding freedom in small groups, going to a small group and, and, and giving their life to God and getting baptized and, and then finding peace in some of the most challenging situations. I, I heard a story of a, a lady who joined a small group and, a, and her daughter or a child, sorry, was, was having a major surgery. And she described that she'd experienced peace within that surgery like she'd never had before. Why? Because she went to a small group. The small group gathered together. They prayed for her. They prayed for the child going into it. And she was able to experience God's peace in a way that she hadn't before because she found community and she found freedom. So I don't know if that sold you yet, but if you haven't joined a small group, you really need to. Like you really need to. And I'm not just selling it because I'm like, I should sell it, but it, that's, that's where church happens. Man, it's cool to come on Sunday and celebrate and shout and sing songs. And I, I love it, but... Small groups is where church happens. Small groups is where we get together. And so get into a small group, fill out an Orange Connect card and do it. The second thing about being planted is 
Being planted means staying committed. Being planted means staying committed. I find commitment a funny thing. Because so often people are scared of commitment because they're scared of missing out. You know, in a world where we've got so many options, there's so many choices, and so people are like scared to commit because what if I commit to this one option and then there's a better option that comes around? But the funny thing is, is that often people are so scared to commit that they end up missing on the thing that they were looking for anyway because they haven't committed. <laughs> we, we need to be committed. We need to, we need to get committed. Because I think, the, the, in fact, the reverse is true. That we find what we're looking for when we commit to something. When we stay planted and when we, when we lack or, or fear commitment is when we miss out on what we're actually searching for all along. You know the same way plants grow because they're rooted, because they're planted, because they find nutrients from the soil that they are planted in? So we are to be planted too. And you know the deeper our roots are, I believe the more potential that we have to grow, the, the more potential that we have to expand. And when you, when you uproot a plant, it, it's kind of like when we uproot ourselves, it's really hard to then again get established making new friends, getting, you know, it's like serving again or getting connected. And, and so it's so important that we remain planted. Yeah. Do you know how many times I've wanted to quit? Yeah. Like so many times. <laughs> you know, I've struggled, I've, I've been offended. You can't work under Steve and not be offended. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've been offended, like I wanted to quit. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've struggled with, with burnout and all kinds of things, but there's this one thing that, that, that keeps me here is that I know that I'm called to this. Yeah. I know that this is where God wants me to be. I'd love to just go like work in a cafe and make coffee because I love coffee, but there's nothing wrong with working in a cafe. Like I'd love to do that, but I know that I'm not called to that. I know that this is what I'm called to. This is where God's planted me. This is where God wants me. And, and I know that, that if I stay committed, that things will get better. I know that if I stay committed, I'll get wiser. I know if I stay committed, I'll, I'll continue to grow. I know if I stay committed, that things will change. Life has ups and downs. I love what Pastor Luke said, like just last week, he said that, that we should never make a permanent decision on a temporary emotion or a temporary situation. Come on, we gotta stay committed. We gotta stay planted. I know that I'm supposed to be planted here because I've discovered my purpose. And God has so, so often confirmed to me what he's called me to do, and so I, I can't leave. Because I know if I leave, that God will just bring me back. <laughs> so like, I'd rather learn the lesson the first time because I'm called to be here. And I wanna encourage you, if you don't have that conviction, if you haven't discovered your purpose, if you don't know why you're here, we've got this awesome track, it's called Growth Track. <laughs> and... Uh, It'll, it'll help you discover your purpose. And if you're not crystal clear about what you're... But seriously, like, we really believe, and I really believe because it's my story, that when you discover your purpose is when you find fulfillment. When you discover your purpose is when life begins to make sense. When you discover your purpose and you begin to live in what you're graced to live in, like, man, you, you'll, you'll come alive like you've never come alive before. And so, man, we wanna do everything we can to help you discover that, to help you discover your purpose. We're not here to just fill spots on a team. We're, help, we, we're here to help people discover who they are, like who God has made them to be, because we know that when you do, you'll come alive like you've never come alive before. Number, th number three, I believe that um, being planted means contributing. 
Being planted means contributing. I believe that we're all designed to make a difference. I believe you'll never experience fulfillment until you discover what you're gifted to do, until you discover what you're graced to do. In fact, there's a psychologist called Abraham Maslow who, who famously um, has this uh, hierarchy of needs. And, and the need that is, like there's needs like, you know, like need for protection, need for, for clothing and food and basic needs. But at the top of the pyramid is the need for self-actualization or to achieve um, like the fulfillment of your full potential. To discover what your full potential is, to discover what you're actually gifted to do, that's on the top of the need list. You know, I think we often think that in order to find fulfillment, we need to focus on ourselves. In order to find fulfillment, we need to we do everything we can to, to, to satisfy our own needs and fulfill ourselves. But the Bible says this in Proverbs eleven twenty five: a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. I think we find purpose when we start living for others. I think we find purpose when we give our lives to something bigger, when we give our lives to something greater. I know because that's been my experience. I remember first coming to Oxygen very reluctantly. Someone dragged me along. And um, I remember leaving with this hunger and desire just to be involved, just to serve somewhere. And so I did. I just decided, man, I'm gonna plant myself here. Whatever needs to be done, I'll do it, you know, whether it's moving chairs or setting up and packing down and just doing whatever needed to be done. But what I discovered is that, man, like I, I loved it. I began to come alive, that, that, that packing chairs turned to being able to share my story, my testimony, then being able to MC and preach and got asked to lead uh, our intermediate ministry. Things that like growing up and before I knew God were, was like really low down on the gifting scale. I hated speaking, I like avoided it like the plague. I, I was never chosen for leader, leadership positions at school. I went for prefect and like never got chosen. But then when I met God, he's like, actually, no, I got, I got a different plan for you. You're like, oh, I, I, I use the ordinary people. I use those that are unschooled, maybe unskilled. And I began to discover a purpose that I never had as I just began to start contributing. I took the little that I had, the little gift that I had, I just started getting involved. I, I just sowed what I had and gave what I had and, and God began to grow that, began to develop that. And as I planted myself, I began to discover giftings that I never had. I just chose to plant myself here. And when I planted myself, I just gave everything. I, gave, I sowed my finance, I sowed my time, I sowed my gifting. I even rearranged my Sunday job so that I could serve more. Because <laughs> I, I just wanted to be in God's house. I just loved it. And I planted myself here. And I so believe in what God's doing. And I'm, I'm fully invested, I'm fully planted here because I know that he's transformed my life and I just love seeing others' lives transformed as well, just like mine was. You know, my life has been so rich in so many ways because I've invested in God's house, because I've prioritized it, because I've placed it first, because I've sought first his kingdom and his righteousness and I know that God has added so much to me that I wouldn't have imagined simply because I put him first. You know, when you live with a, generous heart and a generous spirit and you live with an open hand, like it's, it's an amazing thing. Yeah. And it's sometimes one of the hardest things to do, but when you do, when you, when you let go, like man, you'll find life like you've never found before. There's just this freedom in, in giving and you, you realize that God's actually really good. Yeah. <laughs> you realize that God actually really provides. Yeah. You realize that you can't actually outgive God. You realize that actually just, man, God provides <laughs> and that he takes care of you 
and that the more that you give, the more that you receive, and because God's designed it that, so we're blessed to be a blessing, and that, like the more that you give out, the more that he can, he can bring, not for yourself, but to bless others. I wonder if you remember, I'm gonna ask to invite the band to come up as I begin to close. I wonder if you remember that time when you got like a, maybe a new car or a new bike or uh, maybe like a new cell phone or, or maybe like a new pair of shoes or a new white t-shirt. Do you remember the lengths you went to to make sure that didn't get scratched <laughs> or, or damaged? Like the, the, the amount that you took care of it, the amount that you cleaned it, the amount that you was like so focused on it, the, like the, the lengths you would go to even dropping your children to make sure that they didn't touch you with their dirty hands. <laughs> Just me. Uh, and, why? Because you were invested in it. Like you, you valued it. You, you placed value on it. Maybe you, you spent, or maybe that first thing where you, where you spent your own money. You got a part-time job and you bought it. And now it was like yours and you owned it. Do you, do you see God's church that way? Do, do you see God's house that way? Are you so invested in God's house that when you walk in the car park and there's a piece of trash on the floor, you can't help but pick it up because this is your house? Man, do you protect God's house? Do you protect its, its integrity by not gossiping? by shutting down things that you know aren't true? Do you, do you invest into it? Do you sow into it with your time, with, with your resources, with, with what you have, with your finance? I know that I do like, I try, because I'm invested here. My heart is here. This is, this is, this is my home. This is like everything I know because I found life here. But I know that as I, invest into God's house. I know that as I sow into God's house and I know that I, as I do everything to build His church, I know that He builds me. I know that He builds my family. I know that He takes care of my finances. I know when, when I place first things first, then God sorts out the rest. And I wanna challenge you. Man, if you've been running after your own thing, you start running after God's thing. You'll be amazed at actually how much more God can do when you run after His things and let Him, like He's got, He's like got the hookups, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, come on, are you, are you willing to lay down your life to build His house? Because I know that when you do that, He'll build yours. I know because that's my story. I know because that's what He's done for me. And He's done things that I couldn't dream of, that I couldn't imagine. I still want to challenge you. What, what, what's your next step? Are you connected? Or do you kind of come in and then slip out during the last song? If you're not connected, man, it's time to get connected. It's time to join a small group. Are you, are you committed? Are you, are you found your giftings? Have you discovered your purpose? If it's not, man, it's time to get along to growth track. Discover your purpose and start to commit to what God is doing because I know that as you do that, man, you'll come alive like you've never come alive before. And maybe you've done those things. Maybe you've been serving. Maybe you've been connected and you're part of a small group, but you've never really invested. You've never really put everything. You never like really committed at all to seeing God's house built. Come on, would you do that? 
I challenge you. I challenge you. You can't outgive God. You can't do more than, you can't give more than He can give to you. And maybe you're here tonight and like it all sounds cool, but man, you don't even know who Jesus is. You've never started a relationship with Him. You, maybe someone invited you along or you just came to support a baptism. Man, God's got a plan for you. So much better than you can imagine. The Bible says that we've all messed up, we've all made mistakes, none of us are perfect. But Jesus came and He died on a cross so that He could be the sacrifice for our sins, that He could give us a fresh start, a blank slate, turn a new page, and we just have to give our life to Him. Give all of it, the good, the bad, the ugly. And He says that as we believe in Him, as we put our faith in Him, as we choose to trust Him and, and follow Him and give His life to give His life to Him, He gives us a fresh new start, a new life, that we can have relationship with Him. Our sin or our mistakes that once separate us from God, now uh, we, we have a way to have relationship with Him. And so as everyone is here, I just wanna invite you to close your eyes and bow your head, just simply, just in an act of, of giving, um, giving a private moment and if you're here tonight and you never started that relationship with Jesus, I wanna give you an opportunity to do that. You know, prayer is simply just a conversation. It's just a conversation with God. We just put a cool word to it. And so I want us to invite you to have a conversation with God. I'm gonna pray a, a real simple prayer. And if that's you tonight, I just wanna invite you just to pray it along with me in your heart. Dear Jesus, I thank you that you died for me even though I've messed up and made mistakes. I thank you that you've given me a fresh start. Tonight I ask you to come into my life to make me new. I choose to follow you today and for the rest of my life. Would you come and transform my life? And if that's you tonight and you prayed that simple prayer in your heart, I wanna, I wanna invite you to take one more simple step of faith. I'm not gonna embarrass you, I'm not gonna call you out or anything like that. I just wanna acknowledge you and, and pray with you. And all I'm gonna ask you to do is simply pop up your hand right where you are, as high as you can. I'm gonna count to three, and if that's you, you're saying, yeah, Adrian, I prayed that prayer tonight. I'm gonna count to three, and right where you are, just pop up your hand as high as you can, and I'll see it and acknowledge it, and you can put it right back down. Here we go, three, two, one. If you prayed that prayer tonight, saying, yeah, I invited Jesus into my life. Love to just see you. Awesome, I see that hand at the back. Awesome, I see that other hand. You can put it down. Anybody else tonight that's saying, yeah, I invited Jesus into my life. Awesome, I see that up front. You can put your hand down. Is there anybody else that wants to say, yeah, Adrian, I prayed that prayer. Awesome, God, I just thank you for these three people, God, that have put up their hands and maybe some that have made a decision but haven't put up their hand. God, I pray your blessing on them. I thank you for this awesome decision they made, God. I thank you that today, God, they're a new creation, that the old is gone and the new has come. I just pray your blessing on them, God. Would you begin to reveal yourself to them, God? Would you bring people around them? They're gonna help them strengthen their faith and, and do this walk with you, Lord. In Jesus' name, I pray. And we all said, amen. amen. Hey, can we stand to our